Now, we're not going to review every note tonight, but there is a chart that you can have, and um, they, they can throw it on the screen because it really is a roadmap, amen, for how you're going to fulfill your vision. And we talked up to this point from Jeremiah 17 and 11. You can keep that up there, Sister Diamond, on how to not sit on the vision. Uh, if you need a chart, raise your hand. One of these precious ladies will give you one. But how to not sit on, on a vision. Amen. And um, we really, really dealt with that over the last two nights. Uh, dealt with the heart on Monday night. Amen. Then last night we dealt with opportunities. How many of y'all know uh, there is a such thing as being in the right place at the what? At the right time. And time and chance happens to them all. Is what Ecclesiastes 9 and 11 tells us. But then tonight we're going to put the period on this conference uh, with this last concept of proficiencies. Amen. And uh, really just plug into proficiency. What is proficiency? Know-how. Knowing how to do what you do. And uh, yet we're not going to leave it at a practical level tonight. We're going to take you in a totally different direction. So with that in mind, so that I don't spend all my time on review, I would like you to go with me to Colossians chapter 3. Amen. And uh, we can look at verse number 9 which, um, amen, will be a blessing to us. While you're turning there, we brought with us a series called Faith Technicalities. Um, Pastor Ronnie told me this was his, Pastor Gabe's favorite message of the year, and uh, is a, a thumb drive loaded, amen, with faith messages. How many of y'all know you gotta obey the rules of faith? You, you know, it's not, uh, it's not a prayer that heals the sick. No, it's the prayer of faith that heals the sick. Isn't that right? Y'all know you can pray without faith and you still won't get results, right? So God brought me down this journey of technicalities, making sure you satisfy every technicality, amen, knowing that, uh, that you're walking in love, knowing that you're doing this, you're doing that, and before you know it, your faith, amen, will begin to work in a matter, amen? Amen. I heard pastors say that this uh, precious new member was going to be so useful in the kingdom of God, and uh, I just want, can I give this to you tonight, amen, fresh and new, and uh, so that it'll be a blessing, amen, they'll pass it back to you, amen, and the rest of you, if you like a copy, you can get it out of the bookstore, if you don't have uh, any money, I'll give it to you, amen, all right, you ready to get in the word tonight, okay, come on, Colossians 3, and uh, verse number 9, to kick us off, and we're going to draw our text from verse number 10. The Bible says, do not lie to one another. Do not lie to one another. Up to this point in Colossians chapter 3, Paul is dealing with uh, character. I think your pastor taught a uh, lesson recently on uh, an element of that character uh, in verse number 5, which that word means evil desires and not getting caught up on fornication and things of that nature. And he continues his discourse, and he says, don't lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. How many of y'all know one of the ways to make your vision come to pass is to have some character? Amen? Amen. So he, he, he enunciates that. Sound booth, if you would quick start on my time so I don't go over. And then he goes into verse number 10, and he says, and you've put on the new man, and here's my revelation tonight, who is renewed in knowledge. You've put on the new man, but he's not just any new man. You've put on a new man when you got
not born again and you put off this world and you put off evil desires, you put on a new man who is renewed in knowledge. Knowledge of what, Paul? Knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Knowledge according to the image of God that created you. So tonight, God says that you have been renewed in a certain type of knowledge. And we're going to deal with that tonight. And this is going to give you faith for the vision. Amen. We're going to finish off with stop sitting on the vision. But tonight's topic is renewed in God's knowledge. Renewed in God's knowledge. And everybody shout, you can know. You can know. Now, there is a place of extreme success that God wants everybody in this church to arrive to. That place when, amen, as my brother calls it, you hit the gusher. You know, I, I, I see that as a metaphor of somebody digging for oil and they keep on digging, Brother Dwayne, and in a minute they finally strike oil and it's just coming out, right? My old house, um, we, we thought because we had some water problems in the backyard and one of the builders told us, they said, uh, you know, you probably hit a spring, amen, when you were building that house. And so water was just continuously flowing, continuously flowing. And, and the Bible says that he gets, first lady, oil out of the flinty rock. So there, there are places and spaces in your life that if you dig the right place, if you get in the right season, in the right timing, in the right element, and who God called you to be, amen, in a minute, like finding a vein, you're going to strike it rich. You ever had one of them veins start perking and they was able to get all the blood vials they needed? Amen. They had to put a big bandage on it because the blood just kept, isn't that right? It just keeps on flowing. You, you, hit, you hit that gusher. Amen. And that is the place that God wants all of us to arrive to. He wants all of us in our assignment to arrive to that place like your man of God, my man of God, who is making this transition out of his job and coming full time ministry. And, and you can see it. You, you see the unfolding. I see First Lady nodding her head. It's, it's just like stepwise. You, you know in a minute it's just going to be kaboom. All, all the rapture revelations are going to be selling 10 million copies. All of the, 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 the uh, forgiveness mini books are like Charles Capps going to have on the book over 10 million sold. I mean, everything, are y'all getting this? Everything that he's put his hands to is just going to go pow. But it's going to be because he had been faithful in a certain season and tonight's lesson because he, you, us, we all in our own visions got renewed, but not just renewed in any old knowledge, we got renewed in the knowledge of God. Can I walk slow tonight? Is this good, Pastor? Just renewed in the knowledge of God. Renewed in where that line was. Renewed in, you know, just move it. Come on, photographers, move a little to the right because the lighting is a little better over here and we'll get a perfect picture, right? You know, you just one inch off, you know, just, just move yeah, right there. Yeah, right there. Stay right there. That's where it's going to perk. And this really came alive for me because y'all know I'm a pastor, but I'm a marketplace guy, too. So I'm always reading about business people and I'm fascinated about historic events. I talked about, uh, you know, the uh, Family Dollar founder, amen, the other night and how he, he hit that gusher, right? Sold that company for $8 billion. And um, as I was preparing to minister,
minister to you all tonight and beginning to think about this idea of, of finding that line where it really perks, of striking oil, of you coming into your own with your success and whatever your vision is, I began to think about a couple of companies, amen, that, that give us a type of, of what this looks like and doesn't look like. You know, Amazon for many years had just pigeonholed themselves into being an online bookstore. Who's old enough to remember that? Amen. That's just what they did. They were just like, as a matter of fact, Barnes and Nobles. That was their chief competition. Both of them sold books online. You go on Amazon, you click, and you can find a book, and then they start expanding, and they were selling from even private sellers, and you can get a book on Amazon. But somewhere along the line, and no endorsement, but Mr. Bezos figured out that with our systems, with the information systems we use, with the staff that we have, with our reach, we are more than just an online bookstore. We're not just an online bookstore, we are a logistics company. We are a company that not only can sell books, man, we can sell you some washing powder if you need it. We can sell you some toothpaste. My God, we can get stuff to you, amen, not just next week, but if you get Amazon Prime, in many cases, we'll bring it tonight. We, we got this drone business now where we will fly some to your house. I mean, they figured it out, y'all. And, and they went from a minute online bookstore company that by and large was doing okay to that gusher, to that big bang of success that was coming their way. Now, let's flip that coin. That's the head's version of the story. But let's flip that coin to another organization that uh, never hit the gusher. Amen. Because they didn't recognize the value, amen, of a greater level of knowledge. These are just carnal examples, but stay with me. How many of you remember Blockbuster tonight? Amen. Uh, how many of you have rented a video from Blockbuster lately? <laughs> Probably not. Right. And the reason why is because Blockbuster, during their tenure, although they were doing a great job of scaling and putting stores in different cities, amen, they never got to the place to where they recognized that they needed to move from an everyday video store, amen, to a subscription-based video store like Netflix, like Apple Plus, anybody know what I'm talking about? And like, there and again, Amazon Prime. They never evolved, they never grew, they never came into betterment. They refused to change, and I believe they could have been Netflix's chief competition because they already had market share. Are y'all in here tonight? They were already in this place and in this space of renting videos and all that kind of good stuff, but because they didn't take time, I'm validating the reason why I'm teaching this tonight, to get a higher level of knowledge, a higher level of proficiency, ultimately, they went out of business. How many of y'all know if you refuse to change, if you refuse to grow, if you stop reaching forth, if you stop realizing that we not only need to do church, but we got to do church better, we got to do church online, we got to do children's ministry, we got to do this ministry, we got to have an effective way to greet people. If you stop realizing that we got to be, amen, modernized in what we do while still keeping, amen, the age-old word of God at the forefront, amen, how many of y'all know that's the quickest way to go out of business? Same thing with your shop. 
Same thing with your personal vision. How many of y'all know there is a place of knowing that's going to propel you forth? Now, let's build a case for that tonight. And you don't have to turn all these scriptures. But 1 Corinthians 1 and 26 says that we have the mind of Christ. Is that true tonight? Yeah. 1 Corinthians 1, 26 says, we have the mind of Christ. Amen. John 16, 13 says three times that he will disclose to you what is to come. He will disclose to you all the things that the Father has said. He will disclose it to you. Are you all still in the room tonight? Amen. Jeremiah 33 and 3, you know these by heart, says, call on me and I will show you great, come on class, and mighty things that right now you know not of. Now, why would I want to know great and mighty things? Because, Cassie, if I get the great and mighty things that God has in store for me in knowledge, then I can know, amen, how to orchestrate Brother Pat my music career. I can know. I can know where it's going to perk. Amen. There's no sense in having a bunch of albums, amen, and a bunch of good music if you have no distribution. Are y'all in here tonight? I need to know how this thing works. Yo, I'm not teaching you something that I'm not working on right now. There are areas I do know. I don't mind telling you there are areas that I really believe I've done well up to this point in my acumen. But guys, y'all, we still, I'm still figuring out, amen, how to get who we really fighting out there and really make it do what it's supposed to do. And all I'm going to keep doing is tweaking it to the right a little bit. Y'all seen it come alive? I'm just going to keep saying, well, yeah, well, let me knock on this door. Let me run the commercial at this time instead of that time. And in a minute, we're going to hit a gusher. <laughs> in a minute, we're going to hit a pipeline, amen, and we're going to be black with oil because the success is going to come upon us and overtake us. Now, why does this knowledge work? Because you got seed in the ground. I'm saying you got seed in the ground that is producing ideas that are straight. The Bible teaches us that we stand under an open heaven. That's what it's all about when he says, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings. I feel like you're getting with me tonight, that you don't have room enough to receive. You are one idea away from multimillionaire status. And aren't you glad tonight you're getting ready to hit that gusher? I said, you're getting ready to hit that gusher. I'm telling you, y'all, because of the work that's going to happen over the next six months in this ministry, it's going to, watch what I tell you, it's going to be one faithful Sunday when y'all going to have a blessed person problem. You're going to have to come to the back and say, Pastor, I think you need to come out here. We got cars going all the way down, sir. We cannot get all these people in this church, sir. We have hit the gusher. I don't know if it's the billboard. I don't know if it's the internet. I don't know if it's you talking to your friends, but in a minute, you're going to hit a gusher, and it's going to look the way the visionary saw it. If you believe that, lift your hand and shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Sweet by Jesus going to hit a gusher. <laughs> it's just going to, all of a sudden, whoa. <laughs> how are we going to manage this? You better hire 10 people quick. Are y'all seeing how this is working? Whatever you do. And somebody say, Pastor, I'm not a business owner. No, in the corporate sector, you're going to hit it. Amen. You're going to meet the right person at the right time. Amen. Because time and chance happiness. 
to them all, and you're going to be so ready, amen, and you're going to answer them just the way they wanted to be answered, and they're going to say, do you have a minute? Y'all remember that phrase right there? That's poetic, prophetic. Come on, everybody say it out loud. Say, I'm going to meet somebody that's going to say to me, do you have a minute? And that's going to change my economic status. If you believe that, shout about it right now. That's going to change. That's going to change my whole economy because I'm going to meet somebody that's going to say, you got a minute. Man of God, please come on that, up here. That just happened to our church. <laughs> just happened to somebody this church. Somebody called and said, do you have a minute? My God. And some of y'all know the rest of it. That was how they let in. That's how they let in. Those exact words. My God. What do you think that means? They gave the church a tremendous amount of money. My God. Yes. Thank you for that validation. So if it happened to somebody else, now see, this just ought to get revelatory. Acts 10, 34, God's no respect to persons. Can you act like that's going to happen to you next? If that anointing is on somebody in the room, can you act like it's coming your way? Everybody shout, do you have a minute? <laughs> Man, God, we going to have fun tonight. Wow. Already happened. Somebody shout hallelujah. So, Pastor, we really got to walk through this thing because God is saying, you know, there's a knowledge. There's a higher level of knowledge, and I figured it out, and I'm going to be preaching through it in the new year. God is really helping me to really begin to learn this revelation from Scripture that says to the only wise God. Yes. The whole idea of the only wise God really is founded on the fact that if you lack wisdom, James 1 and 5, and you tap Gabe into my wisdom, amen, there is a status in your life that is going to change dramatically. I got Bible to back it up. What did Solomon pray for? He prayed for wisdom. He didn't pray for much of anything else. That's what he prayed for. God was impressed with that. He said, because you didn't ask for anything else, I'm going to give you the wisdom, but I'm also going to give you the stuff you did not ask for. Are y'all seeing this? Now, you must read your Bible and you must understand that when Solomon prayed that prayer and asked for wisdom, go amen to your scripture, and I may give you that scripture before the night is up, and understand that people, the Bible says, came to him and presented presents to him for his wisdom on multiple levels. The queen of Sheba came bearing gifts, but why? Because she said to half hadn't even been told. Hey guys, much like David, your wisdom, your know-how that's going to get on you, the anointing that's going to come on you in 2024 to solve a problem for somebody of means or a company of means is what's going to propel you to the front. So when we start talking about being renewed in the knowledge of God, does the Bible not say that in the book of Colossians? When we start talking about being renewed in the knowledge of God, what God is showing me is that every healing that my relatives need is about me being renewed in his knowledge. Every financial blessing that we need is all about us being what? renewed and is not. Some of you didn't catch that when I said healing. I want you to consider back in the 1940s and the 1950s, there were, come on, mama's a nurse on the front row. There was a low life expectancy. Why? Because some of the diseases and conditions that people contended with back then did not yet have an automatic cure for it. 
In many cases, penicillin wasn't invented yet. Come on, nurses on the front row. There was a time and space and season when, in fact, people would treat blood infections with leeches because they did not have the knowledge of an antivirus or bacterial necessary to get that condition off of a person. But even in the carnal world, people have progressed in the fact that if somebody gets a rhino condition or a cold or something like that, they can go and they can get a shot of this or a shot of that, or they can take seven days of this or six days of that, and over time, amen, it will put it out. It, is, it has progressed. We have more knowledge in how we treat certain things. You know you can get surgery today without a doctor touching your body? Amen. Are y'all seeing that? And if the world has that revelation of how knowledge is progressing, then the kingdom of God has got to get much better about our insight on how the knowledge or the wisdom of God is renewed in us. Yeah. Amen. We are renewed according to scripture day by day. Can I give this to you tonight? The Bible says, nephew, amen, that he daily loads us with benefits. So that must mean that every day I wake up, there is a package that God wants to download to me relative to some vision that he has placed down in my heart. And if I'm sensitive to his spirit, every single day, my vision will be more progressive than it was the day before. I will be further along, I will be making more money, and I will be that much closer to a gusher, which is going to lead to, guess what, another gusher. Are y'all in here tonight? It was the founder of PayPal. Come on, we're going to make it carnal before we get real spiritual. Do y'all understand all he did with PayPal was warmed up? Amen for Tesla? Yeah, same guy, same founder. Are y'all seeing this? Success breeds success. So we were successful at a certain level as a ministry, but all that happened, amen, is you moved up and put clothes on the vision. Are y'all seeing how this is working? And now that you're putting clothing on the vision, now you're going to put activity on the vision. And the activity that you put on the vision is going to propel you to increase abundance and overflow. Are you all still here tonight? If you are, let me make sure by hearing you say hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, sisters, over in Mark 4 and 11, the Bible says that it is given to you to know the what? The mysteries of the kingdom. What has it been given to us to know, y'all? Do I have any help tonight? It's been given to you to what? Know the what? The mysteries of the kingdom. May I have some water, please? It's been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. So let's just kind of exhaust that idea. Y'all still here? You still with me? And let's just really understand this revelation of us knowing something, God downloading something. Let's spend all of our time on that tonight. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and let's look at verse number 5, amen. And we talking about faith for the vision, but God has given me revelation on this, Minister Rondi, relative to how we put faith on vision, relative to what vision we should be putting faith on. And I don't want to go too fast because I really want you to master this concept. Everybody say, I'm being renewed in knowledge. Come on, say it again. I'm being renewed in knowledge. No, in a minute, you're going to figure out how to get your son to act right and be taught right. And he's not going to have deficits in learning because you're going to be renewed in knowledge on how he learns. And once you get renewed in knowledge on how he learns, you're going to get him to the status of genius. But all of that happened because you got what? Renewed in God's knowledge. Whose knowledge? 
God's knowledge. Over in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, thank you, man of God. And verse number 5, take a swig of water, and we're going to walk through it. You enjoying this? Bible says that your faith, look at this now, should not. Your faith, faith for the vision, come on. Your faith should not be in the wisdom of man. It should not be in, amen, your alphabet soup behind your name. PhD, whatever you got. It should not be in that. Your faith should not be in practical know-how alone. The Bible says that. He says that your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. And then he begins to describe, amen, some of you have subheadings on your Bible, and you'll see this if you have the New King James Bible. He begins to describe spiritual wisdom. Are you all still here tonight? The Bible says, however, we, since we don't put our faith in everyday practical wisdom, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Watch this, y'all. Yet, highlight this, not the wisdom of this age. Do y'all see that? Not the wisdom of this world. Not the wisdom of practical know-how alone. Not the wisdom of everything around me. Not the wisdom of even academic preparation. Amen. I am not putting, amen, my gusher drive, my striking oil only in what I know on a practical level. This is going to help some of you in this room, amen, who, amen, don't even have the academic preparation. God does not need your four-year college degree to blow you up. He, I'm, I'm sorry, y'all, and I know that's what they told you. I know that's why you went in, mounted up all the student loan debt and all that kind of good stuff because, I mean, don't, and don't miss the trees for the forest. Young people, you probably need to go to college. It's, it's good for maturation. And furthermore, I don't want a surgeon operating on me that didn't go to college. Somebody say amen, right? So there are professional things by which you need to go to college for. And however, thank you, man of God, amen, you cannot become so reliant upon the wisdom of this age that you miss being renewed, stay with me, in God's knowledge. There is something that God knows right now that he's trying to download to you. Anything missing in your life today is only missing because you're missing God's knowledge pertaining to it. If he said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly, that's what he means. Amen. Along the way, somebody had to figure out the revelation, because that's all this is, the revelation of the believer's authority. Now, once we got that revelation, then the devil stopped beating our brains out, didn't he? Yeah. Then we stopped believing that whatever is going to be is going to be. And we reconciled that we could stand up and say, in the name of Jesus, take your hands off of my daughter, take your hands off of my son, take your hands off of my body. But all of that was somebody being renewed, come on, Colossians 3, in God's knowledge. Our churches, our movement, who we are, is going to explode the closer we get to being renewed, not in our great ideas, but in whose knowledge? God's knowledge. Single brother, single sister. You can get married like that by being renewed. Oh, this is so good. But if you're going to get renewed in God's knowledge, you got to agree with verse number nine, which says stop lying. 
Somebody say amen. You got to start living, amen, an authentic lifestyle. Somebody say amen. Pastor, I just don't know why it hadn't happened yet. I can tell you. It gets quiet on truth. I don't know. Are you all still in here? But the Bible says it so well as we go back to this. He says it's not the wisdom of this age. Stay with me. And in verse number 9, he begins to unfold how God thinks. He begins to unfold what God believes about you. He begins to unfold what God wants you to know. But as it is written, eyes has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him but my god verse number 10 but god has revealed them to us through his spirit will you shout because you're getting ready to get revelation on where come on your gusher is you're gonna get revelation on what god wants you to know i'm saying shout like you get ready to move into a whole new level of living glory to the lamb of god because God is going to download some things. And look at verse number 12. Because we have received not the spirit of this world. Thank you, Sister Jasmine. Uh, we've not received, uh, Diamond rather, the spirit of this world, but the spirit who is from God. Now, this is good, y'all. That we might what? Know, come on, come on, class. Know what? The things that have been Good God Almighty. Freely given to us by God. Now, if we're going to get the things that have been freely given to us by God, it brings us back to the text, which says that we've got to first be renewed in the knowledge of God. If you're going to get, amen, uh, something that's in my pocket, you got to know that I have it in my pocket to give it to you. Is that not right tonight? You don't know that I have it in my pocket to give it to you. You can't even believe for it. If you don't know my capacity to give you a certain amount of money out of my money clip because you don't know that I have a money clip, you have to first ask me, you have to come talk to me and say, hey, do you have a $20 bill, a $100 bill that I can get? You've got to spend time with me, oh man, so you can be renewed in the knowledge of what I want to give you. Can I talk about that just a little bit? Amen. Before I get to that, let's just understand that it is a last day promise. Now, y'all get this revelation now that knowledge would increase. That's a last day promise. Now, I want y'all to get this. Pastor Rondi's an end time chief, so he can clear it up. But uh, I, I don't believe I missed this revelation over in Daniel chapter 12, verse number three. But I want you to see this in three and four, because we're going to bridge a gap between some last time, last day, excuse me, promises and us being renewed in the knowledge of God so we can get those last day promises. If I know I'm in a certain disposition, if I know I'm in a certain time and space and season, let me describe it this way. What are we looking forward to in about two weeks? Are we coming up to Christmas? Is there anybody in the room that probably maybe thinks that on Christmas, amen, that somebody just might have a gift for you, right? There's a certain level, amen, of knowing and expectation because you know you're in that window, you're in that season. Sister Rogers asked me earlier today, she said, now what do you want for Christmas, right? It's just out there. You, you just know that there, there, there's an opportunity, amen, that is looming because you're down to the end of the year and you're getting close to Christmas.
Christmas, and chances are there just might be somebody that wants to be a blessing to you. Well, if we are getting down to the end of the age, and we are, and we are down, amen, to the end of time as we know it, and we are, and God wants his church, James chapter 5, to harvest precious fruit, I got a idea that he probably is going to like raceway give you information real fast so you can be about his business. He's going to be telling you real quick what to do in this season. Do you agree with that tonight? So let's look at that in scripture because again, the revelation I'm teaching right now is that as we get ready to close things out, as we get a greater revelation of the fact that the rapture is gonna happen any moment now, y'all, you may or may not have ever heard this, knowledge, the promise of knowledge is increasing for the believer. God is getting stuff to us faster and more efficiently. Look at Daniel chapter 12 and verse number three. The Bible says, those who are what class? Will you help me teach this tonight? Those who are what? Wise shall shine. Now, wait a minute. Those who have the wisdom of God are going to be like bright stars in these last days. Daniel chapter 12 is a last day scripture. Those who are wise, not with the wisdom of this world, but with the knowledge of God, having been renewed in God's knowledge, the Bible says those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness, everybody say, you better evangelize. Amen. They're going to be like the stars forever and ever. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. But in verse number four, the Bible says, but you, Daniel, now look at this revelation. Shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. <laughs> Shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Would you agree that we are in the time of the end? Do y'all think we're in the time of the end right now? Well, let's look at what the promise is concerning that. The Bible says, many are going to run to and fro and come on believers and knowledge shall increase. Good God Almighty. What a Bible promise concerning you in your life. If it were me and I were taking notes right now, I would make a confession that states every day when I wake up, my knowledge of God's knowledge is increasing. <laughs> My knowledge of the wisdom of God, oh, glory to God, is increasing. The things I didn't know yesterday, I know today. Because one of the daily benefits that he gives, amen, is knowledge. Amen. The knowledge, the wisdom of God, the graces that are in Isaiah 11, we won't get there tonight. All of that stuff that God downloads to believers, the, 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 the counsel, the might, all the stuff we need, amen, to be a quick understanding in this world, amen. God is downloading that and he is increasing it. Pastor, you hadn't won me yet on that end time knowledge, so you got to press your claim on that. Go to Ecclesiastes 2 and 26. Is this a faith conference tonight? Is this a faith for the vision conference tonight? Come on, go to Ecclesiastes 2 and 26, <clears throat> amen, and uh, then we're going to show you how to get this knowledge, and we're going to take our seat. 
Now, over in Ecclesiastes 2 and 26, if knowledge and wisdom is going to increase in the end time, the benefit of this knowledge and increase is clearly denoted in what Solomon, my sister, had to say about it relative to the end time. He says, for God gives what? Wisdom. Come on, you got to help me tonight. God gives what? And what? Come on, say it again. God gives what? And what else does he give? So that means I can be renewed in the word of God? The knowledge of God. Is that the subject tonight? Can I be renewed in what God knows? Is there such thing as eyes have not seen and ears have not heard all of the things that the Lord wants to do? All those things that he wants to freely give us. Did we read that scripture tonight? Are you all in the room tonight? Amen. So God gives what class? Wisdom and knowledge and joy <laughs> to a man who has good character, who is good in his sight. But to the sinner, good God Almighty, he gives the work of gathering and collecting so that he may give to him that is what? Good before God. And how many of y'all know all of this, the wealth of the sinner, don't have time to go to every passage tonight, has been laid up for the just. Is that not right tonight? Well, if it's been laid up for the just, at what point is that which is laid up determined to come down to us? If there's a such thing as something that's been laid up for you for a period of time, it must get to you before that time is up. Are y'all in here tonight? That must mean then that the knowledge necessary to tap into God's heavenly account and get all the resources I need to be successful in this world, that time has come because God has laid it up for this time and knowledge has increased for this time and I believe I receive, I'm moving to billionaire status. I wish I had somebody in the room. I believe I receive. We get ready to hit a gusher. Somebody say amen. I believe I receive. Our quality of life is changing because that time is now. Can I ask you an age-old question? If not now, then when? God's a good steward. If he laid it up for this time, he most certainly didn't lay it up for after the rapture, did he? No, he laid it up for this time that you and I live in. So let's give you, amen, just a quick way, amen, to tap into the beneficial knowledge of God. Amen. Because the beneficial knowledge of God is all about one word in multiple forms. Are you all still here tonight? What is the beneficial knowledge of God? All about one word and what? Multiple forms. All right? Everybody say devotion. Come on, say it again, devotion. Mm-hmm. Over, amen, in, uh, in, uh, in, in, in Colossians chapter 4, in verse number 2, the Bible says something very strategic. The Word of God says, First Lady, that we are to devote ourselves. Do y'all see that on the screen? It's the New American Standard ver Version of the Bible. He says, devote yourself to prayer, keep alert in it with an attitude of what? So we're talking about being renewed in the, is this helping anybody tonight? Being renewed in the knowledge of God, there's a segment that believers are going to have to move into called devotion. Devoting myself to time with God so that I get the information from God 
that God wants me to have and I get renewal in how I should be performing in this world and in my vision. Somebody say amen to that. So devotion, devotion. Well, what is devotion? There are three different uh, derivatives of this word that I sent to the sound booth, and I believe you can put all three of them on the screen if you'd like. But uh, number one, devotion, continuous conversations with God to get instruction. If you're going to be renewed in the knowledge of God, if I want to be renewed in what mama knows, what's the only way I get renewed in that knowledge? I must what? Come on, help me teach it. I got to conversate. Isn't this good tonight? I got to be having conversations with her about what she knows that I want to be renewed in. She knows something about nursing. So if I want to be renewed in a, a laparoscopic procedures or something like that, I'd have to call her and ask her, how does that work? What does that look like? Right. I have to talk to her. We have this thing called a regimen, amen, by which believers need to be more, amen, more and more and more and more serious about their regimen with God of prayer, but regimen of relationship. Are you all here tonight? The Bible literally says, devote yourself to what, class? To prayer. Is that not right? So devotion, what is devotion? You should take a picture of this. Continuous conversations with God to get instruction. So amen, if I'm believing I'm receiving that my books are going to go far, I'm constantly talking with God, amen, on what the next step is to bring that into fruition. Constant conversations, are y'all getting that? With God, everybody say devotion. But then once you come out of devotion, you got to be devoted. <laughs> Are you all here tonight? Is this good? What are you devoted to? Devoted to the plan of God. This is the heart component. This is why we've come through this season, even as churches, to where many of us have had to try our hearts. We've had to renew our hearts in certain areas. We had to put the devil out of influence in our heart. And, and why? Why has it gotten so intense, y'all? Because the enemy knows that you're on the border of something big. He knows you're on the break of a major breakthrough in your life. Isn't that right? Amen. He doesn't know everything, but he, do, he does know something, does he not? Amen. I got something that, that I believe about the devil that I want you to know. Amen. If he has been around since the beginning of time, has he not learned patterns? Is that good tonight, Sister Gina? I mean, has he not learned, amen, how to snipe a great man out? Come on, David. Amen. How do you get a great man? Lust, lust. And pride, isn't that right? Has he not learned the patterns of people that look just like you? Would he not try the same arsenal? So although he doesn't always have prophetic knowledge of where you're going, he does know what success looks like. So he's going to run plays on you to try to get your heart to come out of alignment with what God said about you. Try to get your heart to come out of alignment with the church that God has joined you to. Try to get you off, amen, and get you in another place because ultimately he does not want you to conversate with God and he does not want you, amen, to maintain a heart that is for the plan of God. But last but not least, you got to be devoting yourself to constant works in God. Everybody say corresponding actions. Come on, say it again, corresponding actions. So I got to stay devoted, I got to believe, and I got to keep the devil out. Isn't that right? 
Amen. Colossians 4 and 2, devote yourself to continuous prayer. Amen. But then, amen, I got to, if you will, stay devoting myself to constant works in God. And as I continue to pursue God, y'all, my progress is going to be evident to all. Isn't that what Paul told Timothy? He said it so well. In fact, y'all put it on the screen, 1 Timothy 4 and 13. Man, this is blessing me. How about you? Amen. 1 Timothy 4 and 13. If you're in here and you're getting ready to be renewed in the knowledge of God, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Bible says, until I come, what do I need to do? Is anybody reading the same Bible? Until I come, what should I do? I should still be devoting myself. Come on, regimen, prayer, prayer. We saw prayer already. What else should I be devoting myself to? The reading of scripture, to the word of God, married couples. That's why you don't take a personality assessment and put value on that, amen, anywhere close to the value that you put on the word of God. Isn't that right? Amen. amen. I'm being renewed, uh, Ephesians 4 and 23, in the spirit of my mind. And the way that I be renewed in the spirit of my mind is I devote myself, man, this is a good word tonight. I devote myself to prayer, but I devote myself to the constant reading of scripture. Do you know that by reading scripture, you can basically reshape the way you think and the way you believe about the outcomes in your life? Can I say that again? Do you know that just by reading scripture, you can reshape the way you think and the way you believe about the outcomes of your life? It's all in Hebrews 11, y'all. By faith, the world was framed. And by faith and faith in the word, you're going to frame your life. Isn't that right? Come on, who's your spiritual twin in the word of God that you read about all the time? Man, if I was a single woman, I would know Ruth by heart. Are y'all in here tonight? Come on, if you're going to be rich, come on, how come you're reading so much of Forbes and, and, and all kinds of Harvard Business Review and you have not read the book of Ecclesiastes back and forth by the richest man, Proverbs, by the richest man who ever lived? Are you all in the room tonight? So he says, amen, until I come, devote yourself to public reading of scripture. Uh, amen, come and hear your pastor preach and teach. And then he said, don't neglect the gift which was given through you through prophecy through the body of elders that laid their hands on you. And there it is. I got to stay devoted. Y'all remember that? Amen. I got to be diligent in these matters. And what do you got to do if your vision is going to come to pass? Give yourself wholly to them. Amen. I taught this a few months ago at KCC. Give yourself wholly to them that your progress may be seen by all. What that literally means is, is that as you give yourself wholly to these principles, amen, the vision that you saw is going to start manifesting. And it's going to manifest after you become renewed in the word of God. And y'all, I'm almost done. Are you being blessed tonight? Amen. About a few years ago, man of God, amen, I remember <clears throat> starting, amen, a counseling center. This was before I was a pastor. And, um, you know, and starting that counseling center, 
I remember that there were so many obstacles. There were so many things we ran up against. City didn't want to rezone the property, amen. There were other things that we kept hitting along the way, amen. There were monies needed to get it renovated that we did not have at the time. And, and I just remember, amen, going into times of prayer, I mean constantly. I want y'all to see how vision works. Constantly during that time and season because God tells us stuff on a need-to-know basis. Basically, what I'm telling you is, is once I figured out how to get through the obstacle of being rezoned, I then had to go back in prayer so I could figure out, amen, how to get the street stripe that they were going to make me pay for. Then I had to go back in prayer to figure out how to get the monies to renovate. Now, watch how God's renewed knowledge gets downloaded. Amen. As I'm praying and seeking God, God tells me to go down to another segment of the city. Now, the city just told me, Alondria, they're not going to back me, amen, to be resumed. But God says, all right, yeah, you fight, you stand on that, amen, and we ultimately got rezoned. Stay with me. But then he told me, after we got rezoned, now you go right back down there to the same city that told you they were not going to back you and go to another segment of the same city because there is a builder's grant down there that belongs to you. Are y'all going to get with me tonight? I go down to the same city that said no in rezoning, who ultimately had to rezone me anyway, and I apply for the grant to get the building that they did not want to rezone, repaired and built up, and get several thousand dollars to go towards that repair. And would you know, not only did that city rezone me, that's the long and short, but they ended up funding a portion of that renovation, and the reason why that occurred, amen, is not because I was smart enough, not because I knew everything, but it was because I had been renewed in the knowledge of God in that situation. But wait, it required me to remain diligent in prayer constantly along the way because God didn't download it all at once. See, we want to go on a January 21 day fast. And we want to wrap it up for the rest of the year. No, this six months that you're getting ready to embark upon will be six months of people working and praying. People coming out, all right, yep, no, all right, no, yeah, all right, yeah, we did real good. We got the people here. They didn't come back next week. All right, who's going to meet me at the church to pray for two hours straight until we get an answer? Uh-oh. Until we know what God is saying next. Come on. Come on, how are we going to get here from God? You know, Genesis 17 and 3 says it so best. said that Abraham, God began to talk to Abraham when he was on his face. Yeah. That's when God began to speak. You know what, Pastor, I think, I think we got a remedy here. And then you're going to try it, and it may or may not turn out the way you want. All right, y'all, that means we got to go back in prayer. All right, who's committed to fasting for the next five days? We're going on a grace power fast until we know exactly what God is saying about this matter. See, the part where the devil, amen, bamboozled some of us in the room is he made you think, amen, that once you got the vision, amen, success was imminent. But that's not true. Amen. Once you get the vision, amen, the only thing that's going to make success come into fruition, I know this is right for this ministry and for you individually, is you must stay devoted to prayer, devoted to the Word of God, devoted to preaching and teaching, and then your progress is going to be evident to all. Y'all, I'm getting ready to close tonight. 
I hope I'm helping somebody because this sure is blessing me. <laughs> I want you to look at this, and maybe this might be my second and last scripture. Over in 2 Chronicles 26. Are you all being blessed tonight? Come on, we coming home now. Mm -hmm. Just really want to teach this tonight. 2 Chronicles 26 and 5. I want you all to see this. Everybody say, I got to be devoted to seeking the Lord. Come on, say it again. I must be devoted to seeking the Lord. God began to talk to me this year. He said, you know, as you get set up, as you get ready, amen, to go into this next year, and I really spent time with him, and he's starting to show me more and more just how important prayer, amen, and corresponding actions and the word is constantly over and over again. Stop sitting on the vision. We want to get to a place where we can just nest and let well enough be alone. And if you're going to be progressive, you got to stay on it. Somebody say amen. Let's look at an example of this and we'll get ready to close. Over in 2 Chronicles 26 and 5, the Bible says it says that Isaiah did what? Come on, help me. What did Isaiah do? Come on, what did he do, y'all? He sought God because he wanted to be renewed in the what? In the knowledge of God. If I want to know nursing, I got to ask a nurse some questions. Isaiah did what? Sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. Is this faith for the vision conference? Does God have any visions he wants to download to you? Is he, oh man, I can tell it's perking in the room now. Does he have anything that he wants you to know about that small business that he gave to you? But notice it didn't just say, amen, that he had understanding in the vision. God is a progressive, continuous God. He had understanding in the visions of God. The constant unraveling and unfolding of vision containing, pertaining to your life, pertaining to what God said about you. I'm almost done. He wanted to download visions after vision. I want you to know how frustrated God must be when he is ready to get something in the earth realm, but he can't get anybody that's devoted to seeking him. Devoted to seeking him until you get it. I mean, don't come out until you have it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I didn't get it yet. All right, stay in prayer. All right, yep, no, we still fasting tomorrow. Yep. Don't have it yet. All right, yep, no, I'm going to stay on it till I get it. Amen. I'm devoted to prayer because I know there's a gusher. I know there's a success point. Come on, Amazon, we're going to be a good bookstore. Somebody had to disrupt that. Somebody had to say, nah, y'all, we can be bigger than this. This is great. But do y'all understand the computer systems we have? We can not only sell books, we can sell oil. <laughs> Come on, somebody. We can sell gas. We can broker our services out to private authors. We can do all kinds of stuff. We just got to get bigger, not in the vision, but in the vision. Come on. Our, our, our children's ministry can be more than just a ministry. It can be a school. Do I have any help in here? Come on, somebody. Are you still in the room tonight? Yeah. No, not only can I have a restaurant, I can have 12 food trucks that drive all around this city, hallelujah, selling my food. Because after all, you don't have to pay rent on a sidewalk. That's a city sidewalk. So why don't I go down and buy an old mail truck from UPS or FedEx that they're done with, amen, whitewash it down, paint it, cut out a window on it. So come on, baby, get the, get, get the food stuff on the food truck and be highly sanitary. And if I know how to make a hot dog better than anybody in the city of Houston, put that on 
on my truck and go downtown every day around 11 o'clock and sell hot dogs until I hit a gusher, until somebody says, can I talk to you? Uh oh, we going somewhere. Oh, can, do you have a minute? Can I, can I talk to you? Do you have a minute to talk? We like to see if you want a contract to be in our food court. You think you can manage that? Guys, opportunities are going to come. And they come because you remain what? Come on, devoted to God. I'm just using the counseling center tonight because, man of God, we don't have time for every story. But because I persisted and persisted, is that all right, man of God? Over time, what did that turn into? That turned into a full-fledged counseling center that now has contracts with Blue Cross Blue Shield, Aetna. Do I have anybody in the room? United Healthcare and every other major health carrier. And there, there are therapists back at home making money right now while I'm away preaching. Do I have any help in here? But is because you were willing to stay persistent. Now watch visions. Then you start a grace house. Well, who you think gonna get the grace house contract to do all the counseling for the women that come in the grace house? Can you say there is no conflict of interest when you own it all? Is anybody in the room tonight? Do you think I need to call for a request for proposals? Do you think I gotta be fair? <laughs> Are y'all in the room tonight? No, you inbred. No, 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 no. When I get back home, amen, there is a full-fledged real estate seminar by which we have co-branded and partnered with the bank by which we just paid our church off with. Now they want to be our friend. Do y'all do see this? And they got special lending programs that they want to offer to our people. Are y'all in here? And so there's this major real estate banking seminar on this upcoming Saturday that's going to bring in hundreds of thousands of new customers to Kingdom Property Group. Do I have to be fair or can I just have visions? Come on, y'all. What's the spinoff of your vision? What is the scaling of your vision? How do you get much bigger than you are right now? How do you make who you are right now? Amen. In every market, in every place, turning money over, hand over fist. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're going to put $1,000 in the offering bucket, and all of a sudden you get a feed that says investment increase $5,000. That'd be going in the account today. Do I have any help in the room? Is anybody in here that just want that? Just Gina, you know what I'm talking about, you know, because you experienced this. But just, man of God, I know you do. That, that, that experience when you look up and you say, oh, I forgot that was coming. Come on, somebody. And that's that revelation of Genesis 26. That's that multiple streams revelation, y'all. That, that's you getting so big. Amen. That's the revelation of I, I don't need this school system. I, I don't need to be limited to this place and space, man. It's so much in me and with the right team and the right people around me. Come on, I'm going to borrow somebody's garage and then I'm going to be the owner of YouTube and I'm going to be worth 700000 $700 million. Come on, somebody. If the world can do that, how much more? The kingdom of God. And man of God, let's look at the text, and I'm closing, man of God. I'm going to give it back to you. But the Bible says that he sought God in the days of Ze Zechariah who had understanding. And man, this is just blessing me. And, 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 and the visions of God, and as long as he sought the Lord, as long as he remained devoted every day to going after God, is that blessing you, Mr. Musician? What ended up happening next? God made him 
prosper. Say that out loud. God made him prosper. Now repeat after me. God is getting ready to make me prosper. Oh, you haven't seen anything yet? You haven't had your most prosperous check yet? You haven't had your biggest gusher yet? God's getting ready to make you prosper. You ought to shout hallelujah because you got faith for the vision. And man of God, we can't stop there. Come on, take your seat. Verse number nine shows you how he prospered, shows you what began to happen. I'm closing. But Isaiah built towers in Jerusalem <laughs> at the corner of the gate, at the valley gate, and at the corner of the buttress wall. And then he fortified them. And he also built more buildings on the west side of Texas. And then, you know, they, they had this wonderful, amen, uh, chef in their home, and they were able to make salt and, and savory or uh, food, sweet and savory foods, and, and, and there were cupcakes all over Houston, and, and amen, they, they had this wonderful cupcake jar with the, y'all found where I'm coming from tonight, and, and they had this, this cupcake, amen, that had no sugar in it, but it tasted like it did. It was a, a patented, amen, recipe. And they owned shopping plazas. And then the people in the church that could do hair real good, amen, they were able to get booth rent at a nominal fee because they were tithing to the church after all. And the CPA that joined the church was able to move into one of the old houses the church bought and rezoned that they turned into a daycare and they also had a CPA office and the church attorney, amen, also had an office over there and they were helping all the small businesses and they were keeping all the money in the kingdom and, and Cassie's record went worldwide. The night she opened up, for Kathy Taylor. Come on, somebody. Can you see this coming alive? Can you see somebody saying, hey, can I talk to you? You, you got a moment. Oh, God, you, you got a voice. Oh, I wish I had some help. Oh, where you been hiding? Where, where have you been all my life? And that's what the Bible means when he says there's a hidden wisdom. There's a hidden wisdom that God wants to get to you. That hidden wisdom comes after you start seeking God. Is this your word, man of God? As I start tapping in, this is mine tonight, y'all. As I start going after him, I know, I know we are, and I don't need New York Times, but understand, I know we are New York Times bestselling authors. I know we are. I just, I mean, I know it. I know, amen, there's a metric out there, hallelujah, that is just going to just come by a storm, and people are going to say, what? Y'all know they don't like us anyway. They don't say, Rondi and Gabe? <laughs> they don't call us pastor. <laughs> Are y'all getting this tonight? But y'all, we getting ready to hit the gusher. I'm closing this thing out. Somebody shout, I'm getting ready to hit the gusher tonight. Oh, oh, look at your neighbor and tell them, get ready, get ready, get ready. Because I'm getting ready to hit the gusher and you are too. Oh, man, I'm okay with sitting next to another millionaire. I'm okay with sitting next to another business owner. We getting ready to hit some gushers. Man, we can ready to go home. Boy, y'all don't work me this week, but if you're glad you're going to hit the gusher, somebody shout hallelujah. Man of God, this is a good time to close this thing out. The Bible says he built towers. Tell somebody we can ready to build some towers. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he dug many wells. Somebody say amen. Amen. He had much livestock. Thank you for that. Somebody say amen. <clears throat> amen. Both in lowlands. My God, did he have multiple businesses or what? Bible said he had farmers and vine dressers and, and mountains. Amen. In the Carmel. Why? Because he loved soil. Are y'all in the room tonight? Is anybody here that understands that God going to move you into something? understands, amen, that the thing that you're prone to do, amen, is what God is getting ready to bless. Somebody say amen. Come on, you love kids, amen. God is going to use you mightily in the lives of children. And as you seek first, come on, we closing out. As you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Come on, help me walk through this thing a little bit tonight. Come on, as, 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 as. There it is, as, as, as. <laughs> as you seek first uh, the kingdom of God <laughs> and his righteousness. Uh, aren't you glad tonight mm, that all these other things are, are getting ready to be added unto you? Uh, I don't want to preach this all by myself, but uh, shake your neighbor's hand and say, neighbor, oh, neighbor, say, neighbor, I don't know what you're believing for tonight, but get ready for some things to be added unto you. You ought to encourage somebody that's been faithful. Hallelujah. Tell somebody next to you, you've been faithful over few, and God's getting ready to make you ruler over so much more. That's what I learned from my man of God, how to be faithful over few and get ready for God to make your ruler over so much more. Aren't you glad you didn't quit in the middle? I said, aren't you glad you didn't quit when they said that you wouldn't be anybody? Thank y'all for that volume. Aren't you glad you didn't give up when you were back in the projects? Come on, Sister Tamisi, help me hoop this out. Aren't you glad you came to church on that day when they knocked on the door and the man of God got you in the church. You got in the right place at the right time. Aren't you glad you fixed your heart so you could stay in the right place at the right time? I say to the good people of Kingdom Church of Houston, don't give up because your best days are up ahead. Is there anybody in the house tonight? You really believe that we've not seen the best version of you. Thank God for you 1.0, but slap your neighbor high five and tell them I'm getting ready to show you my 2.0 version. I'm getting ready to show you what a mighty man of God looks like. I'm getting ready to show you what a rich woman looks like. Because when you see me next year and next year this time, I'm going to look a whole lot different than how I look right now. I'm getting ready to be just like Joseph. I'm going to be blessed beyond recognition. Somebody say yes. Say yes. Say yes. If you're ready to be blessed beyond recognition, I want you to find out where the gusher is. Just move over. 
to the right just a little bit so you can find that gusher. If you're going to be more diligent, come on, move over one more time because you're devoted to stay in prayer. If you're going to remain diligent, move over just one more time because you're devoted to corresponding actions. If you're going to stay devoted, move over one more time because come hell or high water, you won't stop believing. Come hard times in 2024, you won't give up the fight. Come all the stuff that the devil is going to try and you know he will try you, but you ought to look him in the eye and remind him that no weapon that is formed against you is going to prosper in every wagging tongue, every tongue spoken in judgment. You're getting ready to condemn it. I feel led to tell somebody this is your comeback party. If you're excited about validation and vindication, don't wait till the battle is over. You ought to shout right now. You ought to shout right now. You ought to get excited about God's getting ready to do. I've not seen my best days yet, so I'm going to praise him. I'm going to leap. I'm going to dance. I'm going to spin around wildly because I understand that the best for my life is still yet to come. Slap your neighbor high five and tell them I've been living holy. I've been faithful to God. I've been honoring God. I've been seeking God. I've been obeying God. And I'm getting ready to eat off the good of the lamb. I need to see every willing and every obedient person in the room. I need to see what a victorious person looks like. I need to see what somebody in the room looks like who knows that you've been through the fire and you've been through the flood, but God's getting ready to bring you into a wealthy place. I need to see some track runners in the house of God who understand that what the Lord is getting ready to do, what the Lord is getting ready to do in your life is going to be much better. I feel the word better rising up on the inside. 2023 was good, but we're getting ready to go into better. 2021 was amazing, but I'm getting ready to go into better. Somebody say better. Say better, better, better. Say better, better, better. I've not seen my best conference yet. I've not written my best book yet. I've not preached my best sermon yet. The devil tried to stop me, but he should have killed me when he had me. But when I got born again, I realized that I could have better. I'm getting ready to take my seat. But if you're in the room tonight and you understand that now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ever ask or think, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard 
word. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. All of the good things that the Lord has in store. Come on, let's not be selfish. Say, Pastor, I'm so excited about your transition. We praise God for the school system, but your life is about to get a lot better. Your life is about to go from glory to glory. You're getting ready to move into some of the best days of your life. I'm going to my seat, but slap your neighbor high five and tell them that Jesus is still the best thing that ever happened to me. He's still the best thing that ever happened to me. Somebody say better. Say better. Say better. 